This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We've spent a couple of days talking about this uh, quick turnaround here, everybody, from the Sunday postgame show, Victory Over the Bills, into PFF Night, Twitter Tuesday, crossover, and here it is, your packed auto, Locked On Browns pregame show. You know, quick week, quick turnaround. Pittsburgh coming to town. Uh, we're going to get into this here in several ways. We'll start about Pittsburgh here and kind of where this is a little bit of, you know, the measuring stick, so to speak, here in the AFC North for this Browns team. Jeff Lloyd from SI.com's Browns Maven. Pete Smith, your local experts on the biggest stories for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. A couple of things before we get to Pete here. Uh, Olivia Vernon ruled out. Eric Murray ruled out uh, Brian Cox, signed Cox Chubb. Keep bringing the ED, whatever whatever type of ads you want to bring. Let's have some stinking fun with it. Let's roll with this. Um, Joe Hayden, maybe a little bit ill. Joe Hayden to miss a primetime stage. I'm not so sure about that. We'll monitor that, at, monitor that as it goes on tomorrow. Pete, uh, look, it's Steelers week. And you actually, you know, coined the phrase, you know, none of it matters. You know, measure yourself against your big brother and you're not sure until you drive, you know, the potential, you know, the the stake through the heart, so to speak. It's Steelers week. And, you know, this is one. And I go back to, you know, when I first started my high school, Catholic high school here in New Jersey, Red Bank Catholic, our rival was St. John Vianney. The first time it came up as freshman, it's week four, week five. It doesn't matter what your record is at the end of the year. To a lot of people around here, you were not allowed to lose this game. Pete, this is the one. It's always been the measuring stick for this Browns team. So here we are, Thursday night, tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, um, uh, you know, I, I, depending on what age group you're talking about, you may hate the Ravens more than the Steelers. But there is always a sense that and, – and multiple coaches have been fired after losing to the Steelers. Um, so there's always a sense of if you can beat the Steelers, uh, it will sort of, you know, help you, you know, make your season look better, make you look a little bit better. Meanwhile, if you lose, it feels like you lost twice. Um, so there, there's that element. I personally, I, I don't think of it that way, but look, you know, I want to beat the Steelers. I want the bronze to beat the Steelers. I don't like the Steelers. Uh, but I mean, to me, it's still one game. You still got to play it like that. But it's a it's an opportunity, sort of, uh, you know, for for Freddie Kitchens to, you know, help his own cause. Obviously, a winning streak would be helpful uh, for his sake. Um, but it, it's it's an opportunity to get better. And and you know, the as simple as it is, I mean, that would make them two and zero in the division, which does matter. And it seems weird to say, I mean, look, because they could go 6-0 and in this division and still not have a sniff of the AFC North crown. But that's fine. you got to let these guys, you know, th- these teams know that you're going to p- compete against year in, year out, that, you know, we're not making this easy for any of you. You know, we had uh, some bumps. We had some bruises along the way. Uh, but if it's about, you know, getting it done within the hierarchy of the family of the AFC North, yeah, we want to show you that you were top dog. It's going to be a little steeper than we originally thought. Uh, we're going to break it down here. We'll go with Pittsburgh offense here. Uh, you know, 
they figured, you know, you know, Le'Veon Bell, it's all right. We'll move on. Connor had a fantastic year. Antonio Brown probably looks like the right decision on so many levels because now he is three franchises moved on from. Uh, the one thing they figured was we got Ben and, you know, Ben can kind of find a way to figure it out. It's no longer Ben. It's Mason Rudolph. Um, the the throws are okay, and he's he's finding a way to move it up and down a little bit. He doesn't have the the nards, so to speak, of Ben Roethlisberger. Wink, wink, in so many ways on that one. But he doesn't have the ability as a big play thrower. Um, so Mason Rudolph, here we are. It, it's you know I, you know when I asked Tony Serino last night, is he the future after Ben? And he was he was really easy to back away from that question. But it's Mason Rudolph tomorrow night. He's on the road here in Cleveland. It should be our house. It should be our advantage. Let's go. Shakes, you know, rattle some skulls here. Well, Mason Rudolph is not very good, um, <laughs> at least right now. Um, it, the, the offense is very rudimentary right now. It's very basic. Um, they are playing with, with the idea that he they, they want him to play not to lose, not to make the big mistake. They, you know, they throw a lot of short throws. They've been trying to stretch it out and take some shots down the field, but they're not asking him to do super complicated things that, that you know, they're more than, more than content to end possessions with a punt uh, and move on, let their defense sort of, you know, put them in a position to win and, and hopefully for their sake be, you know, have a few more points than the other team. So, you know, that's certainly an advantage. Obviously getting James Conner back is a huge relief for them because their offense was putrid against the Rams, but that defense did a lot of the heavy lifting uh, for that group. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster is a very good receiver. Uh, Vance McDonald is a a solid tight end. And they've got some other pieces, but, you know, you don't sit there and go, man, you know, the Brown Tet should be afraid of of this offense. There are certain players you have to account for James Conner. You have to account for Juju Smith-Schuster. But it's, you know, and there are, there are plays that can, players that can make plays. James Washington is a guy who can make some plays, and, and they've got guys along those lines. But it's not like you're sitting there going, oh, man, it's, you know, this is going to be a huge test for the defense. If anything, the test for the defense is can you make an impact? Can you sort of flip this game in, in the Browns' favor? And I think that's the challenge they have to go into this with. Uh, Miles Garrett historically has done well, and there was – something out there the other day at Kurt Popejoy who covers the Steelers. Kurt's like a, you know, a, a lifer here, blogger, writer. And, you know, well, Miles Garrett's never had any real impact against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Three games, four sacks. I believe it's two forced fumbles. Um, no, like understand that this is the one game into a tie by yes. himself. And they would have won that game if it wasn't for, I forget who it was. It was Joe Schobert. I think if Joe Schobert had the ball, somebody clipped or whatever. But, yeah, that was an issue. Look, Miles Garrett, Villanueva, that is a lovely, lovely matchup. Don't kid yourself for a second here. But, Pete, James Conner, over 400 total yards last year in two games against this Browns defense. Obviously, some things have changed, whether it's philosophy, whether it's talent, 4-2-5 more than norm here. Who knows if that's even possible tomorrow night with you know the way they are at the safety position um do you have a safety you think is athletic enough and physical enough to hang with James Conner for four quarters 
Uh, is it a Sione Taki Taki time? And it was 11 snaps last week. And John Costco told you they were good snaps. Maybe that's something that's trending towards the better. He's an issue, Pete, for this team. Sure. Uh, obviously, it's different. You know, when you don't have Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown and all those things creating big runs, but they have a, you know, solid offensive line. Uh, it's, it's a good group that's not quite as great as it was because it's missing their offensive line coach uh, that went off to the Denver Broncos. But uh, he's still a, you know, they, they, they've still got a, a good, solid group. They don't have some, you know, overwhelming weakness. Uh, that they have to account for. Uh, that's largely their thing, is they're basically solid across the board. Um, but James Conner has the ability to run effectively. He's a patient runner, and he's got the ability to affect the passing game. Um, and, and especially when you have a quarterback like Mason Rudolph, they may look at this and say, you know, uh, that they want to specifically set up passes with him, whether it's a screen game or whatever, to try to take some pressure off of, uh, Mason Rudolph himself, make it, you know, try to impact the pass rush and slow them down a little bit. So those are certainly things to look for uh, because, you know, the, the Steelers are limited and they, they do have to be a little more cautious with what they're doing because if they do make a big mistake, they aren't really in a position to put themselves into big holes. So, yeah, that's certainly something they have to be cognizant of. Yeah, I mean, and he's been a thorn in their side. And, you know, the great story that he is, and you just kind of hate to root for it. And even where he's, you know, went from Pitt to being a Pittsburgh Steeler. Uh, James Conner, uh, it's great you're back. Hope it's not a big night for you tomorrow night. Pete, this wide wide receiver threesome, and I I guess it's a third-year guy, a second-year guy, and a rookie. Uh, Juju has the long-term history to this point although it's short-term. Uh, Washington has the fact that Mason Rudolph and he have the relationship. Deontay, Deontay Johnson has had his moments this year. How are you – what is the best way to, to defend this? Because each one of them have has had a little bit of success this year. Uh, Juju, you don't know if it's health. you know. And like I said with Washington and wh- wh- where his role is here, and Johnson's just – you know, it was a guy you loved and – Maybe he'd be nice in orange and white, but that's, I mean, you know, orange and brown, but that's not a possibility. What are you doing here? Are you just putting Denzel Ward on Juju and say, we'll figure the rest of it out? Well, I think you know, the Browns haven't done any real shadowing. I mean, they play side. No. And that's, you know. When you, have a fir- with a, when you have a first round pick and a second round pick, that's ideally what you would like to do, but go ahead. Yeah, so the question is going to be, are they going to want to play more zone or are they going to want to be more of a man team, especially in light of the fact that they do have a quarterback in Mason Rudolph uh, that could potentially be someone they could try to fool into making mistakes. Or if they're worried about James Conner out of the backfield, they may want to play zone because they can see in front of them uh, to be able to crash down on him. You know, they, they really like to play zone. I know a lot of people are are, are critical of it because they do give up plays and greedy uh, Greedy Williams has been, you know, victimized quite a bit in coverage period uh, as he's learning. But the, you know, the, as, as much as people are like unhappy with Steve Wilkes for whatever reason, they were actually really good uh, down, down the, the stretch shutting down Josh Allen and that offense. Um, so, 
that would it will probably be similar that they want to drop more zone stuff, try to fool Mason Rudolph into making some bad reads, and account for the fact that he could potentially run it with his legs, get the ball to James Conner, and those type of things. Uh, so that's sort of what I'm looking at. Personally, I, I, I'd like to see them mix in some man stuff because they, you know, Juju Smith Schuster is a very good receiver, but I don't know if he's, you know, the guy who's just going to, you know, destroy either perimeter corner, uh, you know, if he's just manned up. And if he is in the slot and you've got a guy like TJ Carey, I think he can at least work him physically to give him some issues. My, my, my concern, as it always is, is the safety position because it's been, you know, mediocre at best uh, and problematic often. So, you know, I, I would love to see a guy like Joe Schubert be able to, you know, sneak in and, and pick off an underneath pass or Mac Wilson, you know, finally gets a, a regular season pick uh, and makes a big play so they could, you know, hopefully get a cheap score or whatever and, and uh, put pressure on the Steelers in that sense. Like the best thing that could possibly happen would be forcing the Steelers to play from behind. They're not very good at it. Obviously they had to do it against the Dolphins, but the Dolphins are awful. So <laughs> you know, that would be nice to see them be able to, to force some of that. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people are jumping on, you know, the Steelers defense and not putting the Mason Rudolph equation here and the Brown defense has been pretty solid to this point as far as what this season is. And I'm not going to hear the arguments otherwise because it's base versus what this offense was supposed to be. We're going to move on here. We'll flip the script here. We'll get to, uh, you know, Brown's O Steelers defense. We got a couple of things we got to get to here. Peloton is offering a limited time offer. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike. Uh, Now, when you're looking to get a great cardio workout at home, and look, it's winter, it's cold, you got to go to work. But, I mean, the gym, maybe that becomes an afterthought, and that's where Peloton comes in. So go to OnePeloton.com. Use the promo code LOCKED, uh, all caps, L-O-C-K-E-D, to get started and get every accessory you would need to get along on your Peloton journey. Uh, during Thanksgiving week, my bookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You get extra holiday spending money. If you lose, congrats to you as well. My bookie will give you all of your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally can not lose. It's a one, one win option here, guys. It is just that simple. It's no risk. All gravy, which goes on turkey, which goes on your stuffing, which goes on your mashed potatoes. It doesn't matter whether or not you are an experienced player or a first-time customer. MyBookie.ag welcomes you all to come play. So quit wasting around. Quit talking to the family. Quit talking to the coworkers. And act like you all have all this knowledge. Go to mybookie.ag, place your wager, sign up today for a free chance at 250 on Thanksgiving or a chance where you just took a swing and it cost nobody nothing. Mybookie.ag. Use the promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N, no space, all caps. Mybookie.ag. Guys, check this out. It is literally a scratch off, it's costing you nothing to do it. It's a gifted scratch off. So check out mybookie.ag. We appreciate them for their sponsorship at the Lockdown Podcast Network. 
Pete, we're going to get a little bit here to the Steelers' D. Um, I guess the best place to start is, look, Bud Dupree, after a while, has finally found a groove here. You have T.J. Watt. You have Cam Hayward. It's a formidable defensive line. You're integrating Wyatt Teller. We'll see, you know, the offensive line. We pretty much know the gist of it. But this has kind of been the key here is, you know, how the offensive line is played uh, versus, you know, whether it is, you know, Nick run the ball or, you know, Baker trying to manipulate through the prog- progressions as a quarterback. This is it's, – it's, it's a tough matchup. And maybe now with Teller in his third start, it's, you know, I don't want to say a big litmus test, but it's a it's a little bit of a litmus test where it's a formidable group. Let's see how we're progressing here. Well, obviously, look, it, it starts with Cam Hayward. He's one of the best in the league. Uh, he's been an absolute force for years and years and years. Um, you know, Javon Hargrave is fine. Tyson Alu-Alu is solid. He's not, you know, he's ideally suited to be a role player, which is what he was doing until Stefan Tuitt got hurt for the year. Uh, now he's being forced to, to step in and start. Uh, so he's, he's Bud Dupree's having a better year relative to Bud Dupree. I'm still not convinced he's very good. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it goes from Cam Hayward to T.J. Watt. And those are the two guys you have to be able to account for, especially because T.J. Watt is – you know, plays on the left side almost exclusively, and that is the Hubbard spot. Um, so that's obviously pretty terrifying. So, you know, depending on how they want to move guys around, if it's Cam Hayward consistently lining up over Antonio and uh, that side of the line, or if they're going to try to move him around, uh, I'm more concerned, at least as far from from White Teller's standpoint, about um, you know their ability to deal with some stunt type action. That seems more likely what the Steelers are going to try to do to shake him up. Um, you know, they, they, obviously they had Broncos had success with that on one play, and that was largely a function of inexperience, not you know because they can't do it or whatever. They just haven't done it next to each other. Um, you know, he does he did a nice job against the Bills, uh, and I'm hoping they can continue with that uh, because that would obviously be very helpful. He Pass protects well in general. He also doesn't give up a ton of ground in pass protection, so it gives Baker Mayfield uh, that pocket that they had so much of last year. But the running game is where you want to see him improve. Uh, you know, if the Browns spread the Steelers out, uh, then you're going to see more of uh, uh, what's his face, the safety from the Mark Barron. Uh, yep. And if you are playing more of a tight Set up, you're going to see uh, Vince Williams, who's the guy who likes to take on contact and, and do that kind of stuff. Um, and then Devin Bush is going to be ever present. He's going to be always on the field. Uh, and he, you know, he's, he's a, a, a good player. He's growing. Uh, I think, you know, obviously he's gotten some, some early Christmas gifts in some of the plays he's made this year. Uh, but I think the best thing the Browns can do against him is run the ball and try to put blockers on him and make him deal with it. Because the best thing he wants to be able to do is run around free and just do whatever he wants. And that's what he's been best at. But I think if the Browns can, if, for example, if they want to spread, spread uh, the Steelers out and run the ball inside, which I think could be a good look for them, they theoretically get push and in, in Barron in there. And that's sort of ideal. Uh, 
Uh, and if they go tight formations, they should probably pass out of that and try to get, if, if it's Vince Williams, or maybe they keep Barron in there anyway, uh, then can try to take advantage of their, their, their suspect corners and keep the ball theoretically at least away from Micah Fitzpatrick. Um, we're going to get to make it here in a second. Uh, and this is one of the things, you know, we, we had talked about, um, you know, Devin Bush, look, you know, and it's funny cause we're going to get to it here. You know, we're going to get to Bush here and, and then we'll get to a couple of draft darlings of mine draft. I mean, of ours, Devin Bush is a stealer. Didn't want this pick to happen. We'll get to Minka who was one of Pete's darlings. Um, but if you look at it here, Pete, you know, and the one thing about Bush was he was a tad bit undersized. It wasn't the weight. It was the size. But um, he's equal to Nick Chubb. And with what you found last Sunday where whether or not Hunt was directly involved in a play or just the threat of him being out there added to Odell, added to Jarvis. And, you know, I don't care if it's one of these plays from the Maction game last night where you lined up a tackle out left and he ended up doing a cartwheel. The eyes are going to be on Kareem Hunt when he's on the field, whether he's getting the ball or not. Um, the creativity, and within three days, you're giving Pittsburgh something they have nothing, they haven't seen a drop of it yet. So there's a real big opportunity here if they can all be on the same page as an offensive staff here to continuously have Pittsburgh on their heels. Yeah, it's not often that you get into a situation where, you know, they, you know, the, you get a player off suspension that you didn't have um, last year. So there's nothing really to go off. He barely played in preseason uh, because of the sports area. So now you get a, you get a player in a look that only one team has seen. Uh, so the Steelers have to try to make you know adjustments on that and and, and play you know scheme of defense to deal with that situation and and the Browns could you know theoretically change up what they're doing with that and go a completely different route but at least for the moment that two back set uh gives them some interesting scheme advantages because obviously not a lot of teams play with a straight fullback and certainly not a a fullback that is as versatile as 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 Kareem Hunt is in this setup I mean it's you know short of uh Kyle Juszczyk you know, he's obviously not as dynamic a playmaker as Hunt is. You know, there aren't that many blocking backs who can be that uh, dynamic. So, you know, if it becomes a situation where you're basically trying to get teams to sort of, in this case, the Steelers, to over-prepare for running inside against it, you can use that. And they did it th this a little bit against the Bills to, like, motion Hunt or Chubb. They motioned Hunt out in the game and got him the ball on the outside to gain some yardage. Uh, this, you know, the Browns have had some decent wide receiver blocking in some of these games. Uh, Richard Higgins and Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry uh, helped create some longer plays, more explosive plays in the game last week, and that's obviously a big advantage uh, because if the Browns, you know, run into situations where they're down by the goal line and they struggle uh, to power the ball in, they need to be able to do some of the things. And I think the the type of zone the Browns run could theoretically provide some problems for the Steelers backers. It, it's been something that's kind of been documented. They're not well on the outside zone, which the Browns run. And it's one thing they run well, even with, you know, where this O-line has essentially been this year. 
so it's something you certainly got to look into. But, I mean, you have Hunt here. Maybe expand the role this week and find a way to get the ball in his hands more often. Um, but it's a thing that's working here, and don't back down from it. And the other thing is, Freddie, quick, decisive with the play calling. There's so many reasons. It's a Thursday night game after everybody's played Sunday. There's one reason. Um, it's a defense that's looking at a team that now has a, a supreme playmaker that there's not much film on. Um, there's still Odell, the Jarvis, quick, decisive. And the other thing is Baker, this is the pace he likes to play. Play quick, play up-tempo, but play stinking smart with it. It's you, it, it's easier for us, us to say, but it doesn't always seem to translate otherwise. Pete, um, not having David Njoku this week may not be the worst thing in the world. Um, I'm not sure how, you know, it looks like Ricky Seal Jones with a full practice today is going to be a go. I'm not sure about the tight end position this week because, look, if anything, if you're challenging between those hashes, I, I think it's a lot of faux, it's a lot of fake. You're just doing anything you can to get Minka Fitzpatrick, your boy, your darling, Jersey guy, woohoo. You're getting Minka away from where the real action is going to be. Well, look, I mean, you can't. I don't want to say you should be afraid to, you know, an entire section of the field. You just have to be smart and you have to be able to account for him. Um, if that's doing some things to, you know, running guys down the middle of the field to sort of keep him there, to potentially create some opportunities. Uh, on the outside, you know, you isolate a guy like Odell Beckham against, say, Joe Hayden, for example, uh, or, or Steven Nelson, uh, versus, you know, maybe doing some, you know, action to try to pull him out of the, out of the uh, middle of the field so you can then exploit it. Obviously, the Browns don't have, like, you know, Njoku's sort of their ideal guy who works in the middle of the field, but the Browns do a lot of slant stuff, do a lot of things that can potentially work that out of the field. But obviously, last week, you know, they did a ton to exploit the, the boundary and specifically using a lot of the uh, quick out routes and getting the ball out that way, which may be the best thing we can do to try to sort of lull him to sleep. But the other thing you obviously can do is run the football and run the football well so that he has to be honest to it because if he's got to at least think about the run or, you know, how he's got to deal with Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt or whoever, then, you know, you may be able to get him on, on something where you catch him at a position or something like that. Obviously, he's a very smart football player, uh, you know, very instinctive, just does a lot of a lot of things correctly that make his physical talent look that much better. He's just, you know, he understands what he's supposed to do. He's very well studied. He just he, – he is hard to fool, uh, and obviously he's been a, a game changer for them. Uh, but that, you know, you have to be able to at least – force him to be honest you can't just be scared of him the whole game otherwise you know you're you're limiting what you're able to do and if you do that then you know they can sort of sit on tendency and basically allow guys to sort of be better without actually having to prove it the thing with bringing in Mickey Fitzpatrick is that was the best defensive back they brought in and his production and what he's brought to that defense has been immense, and it was weird when it happened because they knew Ben was gone, brought Minka in, and he's been a key here to why this team is five and four. 
look, he's a dangerous, dangerous guy. Uh, I do kind of hope there's some aspect of Freddie last year where they went after uh, Pete, help me, Luke Keekley from Carolina. They talked about him during the week and then had a couple, you know, had the counters with Jarvis, which went after the best player on that defense. I'm not saying Minka is the best player on the defense. They have some good pass rushers. But you've got to account for a chess piece and a smart player like Minka because he could really ruin your day. But find some way to figure it out. Either keep him busy with nonsense or you know have a player too where there's no risk, but you are challenging a player of Minka Fitzpatrick's ability. Use your football knowledge to prove you have what it takes at mybookie.ag where they make it easy to play and even easier to get paid. Use the promo code locked on, like I said before. All caps, no space, locked on. And my bookie right now will match your initial deposit up to 50%. Don't forget, you're probably paying way too much for your car insurance. But why pay for your car when you're not always using it? In this era in 2019, almost 2020. People commute for work on the weekends. You go out with your friends, Uber, Lyft, whatever you do. Go check out PackedAuto.com. Download the app. Learn about their pausability factor where you do not necessarily always have to pay for coverage on your car when you agree that you're not going to use it. That's savings on demand with Packed Insurance. You can find them at PackedAuto, P-A-C-T-A-U-T-O.com, PackedAuto.com. Appreciate them for the sponsorship over here at Locked on Browns. Pete, we're getting to the key portion. What are the biggest keys? For me, one of them personally, I I think it's been a couple of weeks here. Um, You look at the weather, it's 27 tomorrow night. There's going to be winds north of 10, maybe under 20, could be north of 20. Look, Miles Garrett, it's been a couple of quiet weeks. Granted, I don't want to say quiet. He's grading now at 86 and a half. He's the highest graded PFF player on the Browns roster. But this is one where you could really use for Miles to get after a guy like Mason Rudolph and just take this one over a la the Jets week. Yeah, I have to say, look, he is a tremendous player and you'd like to see him be able to take over the game. The only problem you run into is, you know, if the other guy on the other side of the line is utterly worthless, it's not going to go very far because they can, you know, I mean, it doesn't mean Miles Garrett can't do that. He certainly can. It just means they, they can do things like slant the uh, protection to his side because they're not getting challenged on the other side. The solution to that is, is that the interior needs to sort of step up and, and demand attention so that, you know, then, then they can't, you know, effectively double Miles Garrett without paying a price somewhere. If, if Chad Thomas or uh, Chris Smith or, you know, they're going to play him, uh, what's his face, uh, Junior, Brian Cox Jr. coming in, or if, they, if they can't. He's not that, suiting up tomorrow. Uh, then they have to be able to uh, find a way to get pressure elsewhere. So it just can't just be the uh, the Miles Garrett show. Now the way the Browns did that last week was obviously sending other guys. 
Um, they they sent a lot of blitzing. Uh, so I don't know if that's their 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 way to try to deal with it. Again, that may be a way to change up the looks that uh, Mason Rudolph is getting. But yeah, I mean, look, if, if, if it may be a good week to move miles miles around, you know, potentially put him in the three the three tech. Obviously, that's not ideal uh, because you're 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 robbing Peter to pay Paul there. But you should look at this as how do I, you know, enable Miles Garrett to make plays? Uh, don't make it easy for the opponent to sort of just be able to set tendency and just deal with him consistently at the same spot every time. And I understand with you know the flexibility that Olivia Vernon gave you, it was easier to you know manipulate how you showed this defensive line. But look, it's it's going to be game four here with Pittsburgh. They have some, they have history, and look, and Miles has been successful. But there's no reason to just keep it out there, Greg Williams style. You know, in year two of Miles Garrett, move him around because as much as we say, Pete, find the turd. It's also find the goddamn stud, and that's what Miles is. So if all of a sudden he's lined up over right guard or right tackle. It changes things. And look, Mason Rudolph isn't Ben Roethlisberger. He hasn't been doing this forever. You know, anything you can to switch it up, make it difficult on the quarterback, whether it's, you know, and I obviously they showed a ton of blitz looks against Josh Allen, which was a smart move against a second-year quarterback, and especially with the inexperience that Josh Allen had. Uh, they still blitz 41% of the time because of his mobility. All smart, smart stuff to do, but – you know, when we say find the turd, Mason Mason Rudolph is the turd right now. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. So you know, any way to generate pressure uh, could potentially create an avenue to you know make that key play, that key turnover, or just get a big stop in a in a big situation. Um, Browns, I, I think we've covered what the keys are. It's you know manipulating all of this. Pete, does this come – it's got a feeling here where this is maybe a turnover game. Whichever team turnover turns the ball over less, and I hate this because it seems like a weak, you know, like cop-out sometimes, but I don't ever use it here, guys. You know that. But this is a chance where the Browns can get some turnovers. It seems like turnovers are going to be a big, big, big key to this one. Well, I mean, look, they've been a huge key for the Browns every every game this year. I mean, any game they've – uh, one, they've either been neutral or won the turnover battle. And they're, obviously the games they lost, they haven't. Um, so, look, turnover and red zone are huge. Obviously, uh, red zone's going to be a big focus given uh, what, what happened with the Bills. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be interesting to see the number of opportunities each team has in the red zone. Again, with Mason Rudolph, you're talking about a very young quarterback who, you know, uh, looks raw and inexperienced because he is. And if that being the case, you know, the, you don't know how many times they're going to be able to get in the red zone. And when they're in there, they need to, they, they're going to need to be able to capitalize for their, their, their situation to be effective. Meanwhile, the Browns need to uh, get out of their own way in that respect. They haven't scored over 20 points in a while. Uh, and, you know, that really, to me, is the magic number in this game. I think whoever hits the 20 is ultimately going to win. 
I'm not even sure with the way the weather is and, and possibly wind, if it's even going to be a 20s. I mean, you know, you talk about last week, you know, 1916. Who knows? That certainly could be the thing. We're not going to do the predictions. Look, you know, riding a one-game win right now. We'll enjoy this. We'll get to this. We'll see the way the post-game works out tomorrow night. And who knows the way the game will go. But I'm going to give Pete here a couple minutes. Pete, uh, look, Friday night, um, it's been inconvenient with the weather this week in Ohio. But uh, second round of playoffs, how's it looking here? How are you guys feeling? How are the kids feeling? How are the coaches feeling? Talk about us, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about Streetsboro, uh, obviously, on Friday night. Uh, so, look, we we, we are going to take on Shard, the Chardon Hilltoppers uh, at Solon Stadium. Uh, they have a good program with a ton of history. Uh, they've, they've won a couple state championships. And they're in the, the last, you know, 20 or so years, um, you know, they, they do, they are a team that knows who they are and what they do and they do it really effectively and they've been doing it for years. So it's not like a new system. So uh, we feel good. Uh, we're, you know, we're getting prepared. We've been able to take advantage of some things to get ourselves ready to go this week. Um, we're excited, obviously, for the opportunity to, you know, hope, we're hoping that, you know, that a lot of the, you know, playoff jitters, so to speak, in the fact they have never been there, were, you know, got, you know, we got rid of them last week and that we're sort of just ready to go out there and play football. This team is not as big uh, as St. Pete. Of course, I'm not sure how many teams are. They had a 6'9", 350-pound <laughs> left tackle. But they are, you know, they just, they play hard. They, they're very physical. Uh, they get after it. They play very fast. Uh, and, and, you know, they, they have a tremendous running back that we're going to have to deal with, uh, all kinds of highlights and stuff. So, I mean, we're hoping, obviously, to continue the run here. Uh, excited to see, you know, test our mettle, so to speak, against uh, a team like Chardon. Uh, you know, because right now in this division, it's nothing but, at least in our region, there's nothing but public schools left. It feels like it's anybody's. Uh, to sort of come out of this region, and whoever does is going to probably be a, a real threat to go all the way. Uh, so, you know, that's that's where we're at. Uh, Bud, you know, we're happy for you, and obviously, you know, uh, the reception and everything that went down, uh, you know, last Friday. The listeners, they're all along for the ride. And look, if we got to find a way to manipulate these pregame shows, Pete, for the rest of the season, and we'll have at least for the next three and a half weeks after this, you know, I'm all in favor of it. Uh, we do have a minute or two here, Pete. League-wise, Browns-wise. Um, how about we go with this? Texans brought in Vernon Hargraves today. Not a terrible move on their part. You might as well see what you got. And if he can bring you anything, and it's gone pretty well so far for Houston thus far. Not a terrible move. Well, they're desperate. I mean, they, they, they are a team that needs all the secondary help they can get. Uh, they've gone through a lot of guys this year. Um, look, they're, they're, they are in a good position to sort of compete this year. Uh, they're, they're doing, you know, obviously they've traded a ton of picks uh, to try to get as many players as they can help them right this second. Um, so they're going to continue with that and see if they can't, you know, capture something, get lightning in a bottle, so to speak. Uh, maybe get him to play better than he has been. Uh, you know, they're betting on that whole change of scenery crap. Um, it's like usually an excuse, but whatever. Uh, because they're going to, you know, they're obviously in a, you know, 
in a in a division in a conference where they they don't want to be you know exploited by uh, in the passing game. They want to be able to sort of control the football game, get stops because uh, Lamar Jackson and that side of the ball, or I'm sorry, Sean Watson and that side of the ball are playing well, playing at a high level, but they they've lost some of the game simply because they can't stop the other team. Uh, you know, it, it, I have no problem with the move and obviously, you know, the lesser teams and the contract and the whether or not you want to keep them around for 2020, big, big stuff. But um, for Houston, yeah, it, it's you – know, go ahead. Keep throwing your hat in the ring here. Do everything you can. Obviously, you know, luck retiring made it a lot easier for you. Uh, we will – that's it. I mean, we're kind of wrapped here. Uh, Browns Maven, make sure you're following over there on Twitter. Uh, check everything out through the si.com site for Pete and the work that's being done over there between he and, his, he and his crew at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Wish him the best of luck. If we get a chance tomorrow night, we'll see. We'll see the way the post game works out as they kick off on Friday night. The show itself at Locked On Browns. Always a follow back account. DMs are open. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. You guys have been fantastic this week. Uh, let's go get this two within five days. You know, get this in the next W. This has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns. <laughs>